Jeff. All right, so flip the record, episode two, take two. What's going uh, on, everybody? We've been recording for the last twenty-five minutes, but apparently the button didn't take. So we're Here gonna we are. we're gonna start it back up. Yeah, yeah. You guys missed a whole fun bit on football. We're not gonna get back into that English football, but fuck that. Maybe another time. It's it's too late now. The organic uh, conversation has been lost to the lost, lost to, to the, the abyss. Yeah, no, <laughs> for gone forever. So sorry to the listeners about that, but. Good, well, uh, good, good thing we uh, recorded the new music segment, and then we're going to piece it in. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we lost that, too. Oh, man. Yeah, this could have been brutal. But All right. So, yeah, we're going to do uh, we're gonna do some new music that we've been listening in to, and then uh, we'll get into this week's deep dive. Yeah, let's get into new music here. All right. So, before we get into Shine Down here, which I'm super excited about, we're going to do uh, just a, a catch-up on what have you been listening to lately, you know, any new music, or maybe not not necessarily new artists, but, you know, uh, an artist you like that has released new music lately or any, anything along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I got three here and these are all bands that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't. Um, one band, you've definitely heard of some of these guys. So the first band I'm going to bring up here is called Mammoth WVH. I have not. So this band is, uh, this band was formed by Wolfgang Van Halen, the son of Eddie Van Halen. Um, for a little while, uh, towards the end of Van Halen's touring career, Eddie was playing bass, and I think he was even doing, or not Eddie, uh, Wolfgang was doing some bass and maybe even a little bit of drums for Van Halen on tour, uh, which is cool. Eddie and Wolfgang on tour together. I think he's got a couple other kids too, but beside the point, uh, cool to have your son on tour. He was a pretty good uh, musical artist. All good there. Um, Eddie died, I want to say a year or two ago now. Uh, so obviously Van Halen broke up. He's kind of the stir or the straw that stirs the drink there. Um, and Wolfgang went on the side project uh, before Eddie died, but kind of around the same time. Um, and so he, he built Mammoth WVH. It's uh, I would just call it like very not average, but like when you when you hear the word hard rock, it, this is just like the most like kind of stereotypical hard rock you'll hear. Um, not high or low, just middle of the pack sounds. Um, they do a lot of like uh, like chorus, like group singing in the choruses. Um, yeah, they only got they've got a they've got one album already published. They've got another one on the way this summer. That album is called. It's gonna be Mammoth Two. Uh, the first album is just Mammoth, so it's Mammoth and Mammoth Two. Um, that album, Mammoth Two, is coming out in August. Check it out. Cool stuff. I like it. I just saved uh, their top two songs or whatever to just yeah. to get in the Yeah, queue. something to check out. Yeah. Second al- or second artist, Saint Asonia. They've been around a while now. Um, I, I haven't heard of them either. So who you have heard of in this band, you're familiar with Three Days Grace. Yeah, of course. So Three Days Grace made a lead singer change back in the mid-2010s. Uh, their original lead singer is now the lead singer for Saint Asonia. Oh, cool. I yeah. like I like Three Days Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this band ha- is very not I won't call it very, but it's heavy hard rock. They turn the guitars way down low and ripping through shit. Um, it sounds a lot like Three Days Grace minus like the slower stuff. It's almost like exclusively heavy bangers. Um, so yeah, the the lead singer for Three Days Grace is on this band. I think there's a guitarist or bass guitarist from Finger Eleven in this band. Oh. Um, this is kind of like. 
I remember when this band came out, they called it like a super group. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it, consider Finger Eleven. <laughs> it's a super team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, hoarding number one draft picks. This isn't exactly the Avengers of hard rock, but um, <laughs> but the sound is sick. It re- like I said, real heavy. Um, great workout shit here. Not a ton of stuff. They have like three or four albums, um, and they had a new album come out last year. Uh, came out in November. Um, but they don't have a ton of songs. Like a lot of these albums, this newest album only has six songs. It's more of an EP. Um, and they've taken some breaks in between, but it's good shit. Check it out uh, if you're into the heavy stuff. Definitely. All right. This third band, this one. Uh, so I saw this band as an opener for another band called Bad Flower. Um, and they're kind of like this alty California rock, like really hard rock uh, group. This band is called Dead Poets Society. Dead Poet Society is kind of in the same strain. It's this California um, hard rock band. But the singer kind of has this, like, I won't call it, like, a really high voice, but a higher voice. And he likes to throw it around a little bit. Uh, They do a lot of cool stuff where they'll go back and forth between these, like, kind of plucky guitar intros, uh, like, soft-spoken um lead-ins to songs and then just rip away on guitar and drums um to get you into the song and then kind of close out again on these little like soft exits from songs really cool shit um they've got their latest albums called salt came out in september oh no sorry that came out in 2021 now gosh um they've done a couple remixes on this album that's why i got mixed up with here yeah this album came out in 2021 um good stuff here too got a couple other albums kind of a newer band um, but again, heavy. If you like the heavy stuff, check this out. But a little different. I like it. So uh, I, I took this a little bit differently. So I got a couple things I'll rattle through here. So the first one, I was just going to go through some of the songs that came up on like my release radar on oh Spotify. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Go for it. That I liked. Uh, so first one, another cut from Meteora from Lincoln Park, actually. It's called Fighting Myself. I only oh. listened to it once. It, it was all right. It, I didn't like it as much as Lost. I think... So the lyrics were good. I think the mix wasn't as good. Like it was very, it was very, very generic for like Lincoln Park song where like when it hit like the chorus and then like the, uh, like the bridge, like they didn't really change it up that much. Okay. So I think this would have been a, a really good song if the, if it was mixed differently. Okay. Um, but the lyrics are still good. Uh, another one is this one's called The Tide, uh, Hit Boy and Nas. I've been listening to a lot of Nas lately, so. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. I don't, Hit Boy, I, I could care less for. I, I, his beats, I really enjoy, but like as a rapper, I, it's whatever, but I, I like Nas. Cool. Um, and then Lonely, Christian French. It's a, kind of a sad song, but it's like upbeat music. It's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, Poison Pill, Silverstein. Good. At, Silverstein's older, but. Cool. Uh, so then. <laughs> so then from here i've got i've got two new album releases i want to talk about all right so the one i want to complain about this uh i this band called dreamers which i want to do on the pod at some point yeah i saw that yeah yeah so they released well let me let me take a step back here actually so i went to see them in concert within the last it was probably f- it was before covid so probably four or five years ago they played at uh st andrews in, in detroit which is a very small intimate venue okay or maybe it was the basement of st andrews which is even smaller yeah i think yeah, yeah i think it was the basement yeah the the shelter yes the shelter so saw them like four or five years ago in concert great concert um they played all their their best songs it was they did well live or whatever and then at the end of the concert they go 
And if you like this, we got some new music coming for you. We're we're working on the new album. It's almost done or whatever. This is four or five years ago. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I can't wait to listen to the new album. The album just came out uh, <laughs> a week ago, and it wasn't even an album. It was the s- they, it w- There were seven songs on it. Five or six of those songs were released as singles throughout the last, like, oh, two years or whatever. That sucks. So I was like, one, this isn't an album. You release every single song except for one or two as yeah. a single. Yeah. And two, it's seven songs. This is not an album. This is an EP. Yeah, what the fuck you guys been doing? So I, I don't know. I was pissed because it was like one of those things where, and it always like in the back of my mind when I when I would listen to them or whatever, I'd be like, oh, these motherfuckers said they got a new album coming, and then and then it finally came, and I was like, what the hell is this? And on top of that, the seven songs they're just average for 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 their other work. Well, shit. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, bands go through a lot of shit, man. You know. A lot of times there's infighting and, you know, I don't know, random shit, drugs, women, whatever, but fuck, man. Oh, and then uh, Cherry on Top, they announced their tour or whatever for the album, and they're coming to, like, Ohio and um, uh, either Indiana or Illinois, I don't remember, but not Michigan or whatever. Like, what the hell? I've got a, I've got a bone to pick about that, because, like, if you're, if you're a deep, not even decently, if you're any rock band, really, like, and you have a, like, a shred of kind of, like, the grit to you, not coming to Detroit or the surrounding areas is a fucking wild choice. Detroit is one of those like cities that like fosters and fucking builds hard rock or rock in general. Even just music in general. There's a lot of a lot of music from that stem from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking wild choice not to come here, and I hate when bands do it. Um, one, uh, the if, if you're coming to Ohio, there's no reason not to come to Detroit the next day. <laughs> The band we're going to speak about later in this episode is coming to Detroit, actually. Not Detroit, sorry. It's coming to Michigan in, like, a week and a half. Um, they will be in Saginaw, Michigan. Fuck, I was going to say, we should go. I'd love to go. They're actually, they're touring with Three Days Grace, too, the, with the new singer in Saginaw. Damn. What, wait, April, wait, wait. April 1st? April 3rd. It's on a <laughs> Monday. Oh, I'm going to be in Saginaw April 1st. Oh, you're kidding. No, for a birthday party. Oh, dude. Yeah, they're going to Saginaw on April 3rd. It's oh, a Monday. They're what? touring with Three Days Grace. What a slap in the face. Yeah, I I tried to convince a couple of people to go, but, dude, it's just, it's too much of a pain in the ass because you kind of got to get work off on Monday, then you realistically have to get work off on Tuesday, and it's like they're not going anywhere. Yeah, if it was on that Sunday, I'd go with you. But yeah, not, Hunter, not oh, dude, Monday, if it was yeah. on the weekend, 100%, I would have rallied the troops. But Monday, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the uh, second album I wanted to talk about was Fall Out Boy's new album came out today. Oh, shit. I haven't been following that. Yeah, so it is very different. I, I only listened to it once, so I don't want to give my, like, Official. I'll give my first impressions as opposed to, like, a review. Because I think my first impressions were it, it, it's it's very different sounding where it's, there's some there's some sad songs about, like, relationships and, and breakups or whatever. But, like, the the overall, like, it's it's very a lot of the songs are very upbeat, like music wise and, and tempo wise. I forgot about this. I like the single "Love from the Other Side" on this. I one. do too. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think only listening to it once. I think that was like the premiere. Ah, uh, ah, uh, the. Shot I think it was one of those like gotcha where they release you know <laughs> the best song as a yeah, single. They didn't and really then, have much to back it up. But to be fair, I, I need to listen to it a couple more times before I like you know say I don't really. So just looking at the album cover, I kind of ha- I kind of got the feeling they were going to go back to the roots a little bit here, but you're saying it's a it's a very different sound. I think so. It's 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 very uh yeah, it's very upbeat gotcha. and uh there's a couple songs that are like even though like lyrically it's it's very like 
complex. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm happy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's upbeat, and I'll, I'll be honest, I I don't want my rockers to be super super happy. I need a little bit of like trouble in their lives. But yeah, and then even in like the troubling songs, it's it's uh, there's not as much rock i guess in the follow-up like compared to follow-up boys is it stuff. more like poppy i know they've kind of been digging into that a little bit i gotta listen to it again all right yeah, yeah. we'll check it out maybe talk a little bit about it next week yeah we could do that all right. i know at some point we'll probably do follow-up boy on here too yeah yeah it's on the list for sure we'll get into it yeah all right cool anything else on that no let's uh get into some shine down absolutely man been a big excited for shine down here All right. All that being said, you want to get into uh, the albums and talk a little bit about Shinedown? Oh, let me do the, all right, the all stats right, intro right. again. Yeah. All right. So this week's deep dive, this band has the most number one singles on the Billboard mainstream rock charts with 18, and all of their released singles have reached the top five on the chart. Uh, additionally, on June 3rd, 2021, this band was ranked number one by Billboard on the greatest of all time mainstream rock artist charts released to celebrate the mainstream rock charts 40th anniversary. To date, the band has sold more than 10 million records worldwide. This band has over a, m- a billion YouTube views and over 2 billion Spotify streams. Uh, in total, this band boasts 11 platinum and gold singles and 4 platinum and gold albums. Yeah, I love this band. Uh, this is my favorite band. It's going to be hard for me to check my ego at the door. Uh, not ego, check my bias at the door. I, there's not much here I don't like. Um, yeah. So I'm going to lean on you to kind of help me out in the terms of criticism where it's due. Um but one thing about this band is I just and and this week's band is Shine Down, yeah, Shine Down. Um, one thing I'm gonna kind of explore here is I don't understand why this band doesn't have more pop like gathering. It doesn't it doesn't hit the same as like a I don't know. It's not like a classic rock band in the sense that like Van Halen was a classic rock band. Van Halen had that pop appeal, um, and I guess that's just the way the music's gone, right? There's not a lot of rock in the pop charts anymore. Um, but when I think of like pop appeal rock bands, the only one that really like stands out to me is Foo Fighters. Um, and to a sense, I get that. Um, Foo Fighters is not as heavy of a sound. They they've got the radio hit singles um, that were kind of on like pop rock stations. Um, they also have Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl was the drummer for Nirvana. Uh, got a little bit of popularity from that, and then went right into Foo Fighters and killed it right off the go- right off the get. So I understand them kind of having um, a little bit of a jump ahead, but this is one of those bands that whether or not you're a rock fan, you should like at least something from here. Yeah, absolutely. And the other band I would put in that category that's kind of underrated for rock is Papa Roach. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Papa Roach has a lot of good stuff, and they've been doing a lot of good stuff since about the same time as Shinedown. I don't understand what's missing there. Yeah, and they mix up their sound a little bit, and... uh but it works right and so like everybody's heard last resort by papa roach i feel like that was hit that hit the pop stream too but yeah for sure they got a lot they got a ton of other stuff that people are missing like just the casual fans are missing yeah um, their most recent al- album uh ego trip is is definitely worth a listen if if you haven't listened to it yeah I haven't, I haven't been really keeping track of papa roach lately but uh I, I definitely like a lot of their stuff from like the 2000s early 2010s and i'll check them out yeah i'm sure at some point we'll do them on on the pod yeah same yeah with, we'll get into that fighters too. Yeah, yeah yeah we'll get into all that so i'm looking forward to papa roach foo fighters uh, I, I got some opinions about foo fighters yeah so 
Uh, well, yeah, I do too. I actually think they're kind of overrated, but we, we won't get into that now. Let's yeah, let's, uh, let's stick stay stay on course here. Yeah, so let's let's dive into Shine Down here. And uh, first album is Leave a Whisper, so 2003. Leave a Whisper. So let me kind of set the table, right? So Shine Down in 2000, Brent Smith, the lead singer of Shine Down, is in another band called Drev. Drev. I don't know what it's like pronounced, but he's in this other band with Atlantic Records. Uh, Atlantic Records hears some of their stuff, doesn't like it, fires everybody except Brent Smith. And they kind of go to Brent Smith and say, all right, we like your sound on vocals. We need you to put another group of musicians around you to make something else happen. So Brent Smith kind of goes on this uh, journey into the desert um, to find guys to build this new band, Shinedown. He starts, he finds bassist Brad Stewart in Jacksonville. Uh, From there, he picks up Jason Todd on guitar and Barry Kirch on drums. Um, and that forms the original four members of Shine Down for Leave a Whisper and for us and them. Um, and I think that's enough table setting to get us into the record here. So let's pull up the track list, right? Let's do it. The first, the first track on Leave a Whisper is Fly from the Inside, and I think this is this sets a fantastic tone for shinedown this is what you're going to hear for the next seven albums <laughs> or i guess the next six albums but all seven albums this is classic unfiltered shinedown he does this like cool little kind of fast-paced guitar intro where he's whispering into the mic and then he just starts wailing away and the whole song gets real high tempo um i would call this this album probably fits into like the new metal category as well uh, not a lot of like crazy instrumental stuff throughout the album here. Uh, Brent really takes the lead on this one, but heavy shit for the most part. Couple ballads, a uh, lot of good stuff here. And Fly from the Inside is a great way to start. Yeah, so this album for me is kind of like uh, it's like your basic like meat and potatoes. Like it doesn't get crazy in terms of of sound, but it's 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 a great album. Yeah, absolutely. And. For me, like fly from the inside, right off the bat, my note on this was shine down. Like it, they already found their sound. Like they didn't have to do any like searching to get like the sound that works for them and that you know. That uh, absolutely. Yeah, and it like right off the like the first couple songs or whatever, like you get you know Brent Smith's voice, which is that <laughs> his voice is like the essence of shine down. Like his like again, it's kind of like Chester Bennington and Lincoln Park, but like his range of like sound he's got this like raspy deep voice that he kind of throws up and down in sound where he goes from like a little whisper up into a full-on scream and the other thing he does through a lot of these albums is like like chanting like he'll get there will be songs where he's got like a repeated chant uh kind of like diamond eyes kind of like um attention attention there's a lot of those and he's awesome at getting the people going in that sense too yeah and this song for me uh, it kind of sets the tone for the album where this song is about like finding strength in yourself. And yeah. This album and, and uh, several of their albums really are like, they're about Brent Smith and, and like his trials and tribulations through life. And it's, they're just, they're introspective lyrics. And uh, for me, shine down, like the chorus is always like the best part of the, of the song. Absolutely. Yeah. It really picks up in the chorus and that's, it, you hit it the nail on the head. The, the message, the, there will be a constant message throughout each album, given a little bit of different takes in each album, but the, the constant message is kind of don't listen to what other people think of you or say to you. Believe in yourself. You're good enough. You can do whatever you want to do, and that's good enough. Right, and like you said, like with each album, they mix in a couple ballads, whether it's about relationship or whether it's about um, 
like there, for Brent Smith, like there's some death, some suicide, substance abuse, suicide, suicide substance yeah, abuse. So. Yep. Yeah, and so I'll get into the substance abuse stuff a little bit later because that kind of kind of comes to the head after us and them. But yeah, so back to this album, like uh, left out, good song, lost in the crowd, really good song. That's another one where Brent Smith go in the chorus gets nuts with it, just screaming, belting out into the abyss. Uh, lost in the crowd. Love that song. Yeah, a good a song about losing a you know losing a friend over time right. or a friend that has uh, bad habits. Essentially, right. like someone that could be abusing vices. Drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one of my favorite songs off the off the album. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of. I think this is one of the more promoted songs, but it definitely gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Lost in the crowd. Yeah. Um, Fly from the inside too. One of my favorites from the album. Yeah, and that's the pop hit off this off this album. Well, ah, uh, uh, that's one of the pop hits okay, off this okay. album. <laughs> Because, like, I, I remember I saw this band in concert uh, a long time ago, probably after uh, Sound of Madness came out. And I think that was, like, the first song in the in the um, the encore. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Better Version. So I, I skipped. No More Love is the fourth track. Better Version is a fantastic deep cut off this album. Um, it's just hard and heavy. Brent Smith really lets it go again here. Love better version. Yeah, that one that one's good. I like. Uh, I think my favorite, or if if not my favorite, my second favorite song off the album, "Burning Bright." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little bit slower, but it's yeah, it's you know a song about essentially like not really fitting in, but but still trying. And uh, classic shine down. In this song, he in Brent Smith, I kind of picked up on this. Every now and then, he'll slip into like the Creed, like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he'll slip in and do Creed for like a line or two, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." Like there now are, we're back to Shine Down. There are songs where he slips into this like country rock sound a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I had noted that that for this song, but this is still <laughs> one of my favorite songs. You know, the more the dark consumes me, I pretend I'm burning, burning bright. Yeah, awesome yeah. line. Yeah, he's he, he writes almost all the songs throughout the whole. Oh, really? Uh, discography Dude, as well. I, I love when when artists like when the lead singer is like also like the lead the songwriter. Writer. Yeah, and even if it's all within the band, I love that too. When they, yeah. When they get like outside writing, that I don't, I, that don't love me it. Off. Yeah, I'm but with you. That, that's awesome that he does all the writing. A little bit later on, Eric Bass picks up some of the writing, but for the most part, it's all Brent Smith. When the, in the like, dude, the writing is really good for for most of the songs too. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's not bullshit for most of it. Yeah. So, um, let's see. In memory, yeah, all I ever wanted. Uh, there's a couple of tracks in here that are just deep deep cuts. They're good stuff. Not this album is not their best album. But it, again, sets the tone. And it doesn't stray off course. So there's a lot of songs in here that are good, not great. Um, See, it, oh, go ahead. In Memory, All I Ever Wanted, Stranger Inside, good, not great. I, I like all those songs. Um, I actually, this is this is my favorite album. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, well, I, we'll get in this with the album rankings, but I listened to their entire discography like over three times. Yeah. And then there's yeah. like probably two dozen songs I listened to like even more than that. Right. Every single time I went from Fly From the Inside to whatever the last song on Planet Zero is, my album rankings changed from, Whoa. like, number one to set. Like, dude, every time I was like, no, maybe I like this one more. So That's fun. One of my takeaways for Shinedown is I really think, like, out of their seven albums, you c your favorite album could be, like, any of the first six, and I would I – would, I Ah, not, ah, <laughs> you've played your cards, young grasshopper. <laughs> Like I think, I think all the albums, uh, they essentially, you know, there's like three or four songs where it was like, those are the hits, yeah, and uh, those are, you know, what you might hear on the radio, and then it's the supporting songs, and I think right. all the supporting songs, like, some are better than others, so I, I couldn't really fault anyone if they said, 
Leave a Whisper was their favorite, or Sound of Madness, or yeah. Threats of Survival, any of them, really. Yeah. Except for Planet Zero. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, Lacerated gets back to the heavy stuff. Crying Out, same thing. Really good shit there. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say about those two songs before I get into 45. Nope. I just noted uh, good songs. Crying Out was one of my favorite from the album, but yeah. let's, let's do 45. 45 is a banger. It's a little bit slower. Again, it starts out real slow. It's a it's a sad, sad song about suicide. Um, but what he, it, they're kind of just slowly plucking away on guitar for the whole verse and in both two, three verses. Um, when they get into the chorus and Brent just starts screaming into the mic about having a gun in his mouth, ready to pull the trigger. It's heart. It, it pulls your heartstrings to the nth degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the, so my notes on this song were one super dramatic way to close out the album with like arguably the hardest hitting song at least like you just said with the chorus and uh my notes on this song where it's i, I took it a little bit differently but it's kind of like a, a metaphor for how hard how hard life is and like the for, like the 45 is like a metaphor for it's like sometimes you feel like there's just nothing you can do and like you know yeah like there's a gun pointed at you right right as a but so along the lines of suicide, but yeah, just, uh, in a different sense. And and now you bring it up, I didn't even think like about how, how the world can like feel like a gun sometimes. Yeah, essentially, I didn't even think about how this song kind of like rounds out the album. But the, the again, the song goes from this really slow progression. He picks it up in the choruses and then goes back down. He finishes the song just screaming into the mic with agony and and, and emotion. It's and then the guitar just kind of trails off. And the album's over. It it's a bone chilling way to end this fucking album. It's I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily the end of the album, but it's the end of the original twelve tracks. Um, one thing worth bringing up here: Simple Man is included on the bonus edition of this album. Yep, Simple I was going to bring that up as well. Simple Man is a cover of a, a Leonard Skinner song, kind of again in that uh, rock country rock vein. So they do two versions of Simple Man. They do an acoustic version and they do a a rock version, which is basically they just switched out the acoustic guitar for an electric guitar. Um, the acoustic version of Simple Man is one of my favorite covers of all time. He again, he takes he takes Simple Man, and when Leonard Skidder plays it, it's pretty even keel. It gets a little bit high and low, but it's nothing crazy. But when Brent Smith gets on Simple Man, he pours every ounce of emotion he has into into the choruses. Um, and they do just—they do a great job of just simplifying the, the the music down to its core, and then like accentuating the the points that they really want to hit on. Mm, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, the inflection that he has in the chorus. Yeah, kind yeah. Kind of outshines the the music for the song. Yeah, absolutely. And again, hot take: this I might like the cover better than the original. Oh. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I, I prefer their version to Leonard Skinner's. Yeah. The rock version is good, too. I prefer the acoustic version. I think just the, the quieter plucking away is more. It eviscerates more emotion when he gets to the chorus rather than having the, the electric guitar on. But it's good, too. So it's also worth pointing out that this their cover of Simple Man really helped them kind of blow up with, with yeah. this album. Yeah, that was a pop hit as well. Um, something they play in all their concerts. It, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the second note I had on the Simple Man, just in general, I think that's got to be one of like the top ten like most covered songs. Yeah, yeah, real easy to get in there and redo. No doubt there, but Shinedown does an electric job of it. I totally agree. Um, 
other than that, on the bonus album, there's they do a bunch of demos, um, some some stuff that uh, they just redid from, or well, no, so they did a, an acoustic version of "Fly from the Inside" live from somewhere. Uh, "Leave a Whisper" uh, is a new track, kind of a demo on the the bonus version of this album. Um, "Falling Fearless" is pretty electric. Check it out; it's just hard and heavy stuff again. Um, other than that, I don't think the the bonus tracks are all that special. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so we want to get into Us and Them then? Yeah, we can move on to Us and Them. So I've got a little uh, fun fact here. So Us and Them came out in 2005. After Leave a Whisper came out, their, uh, you know, Shine Down was kind of blowing up. And when they were going to make their, their second album, the label actually told the they wanted the band to make the album. They gave them a six-month period. Yeah, I saw that. Which is, uh, well, one, it's wild that they blew up and then they're like, oh, you got to make this album in six months. Yeah. And, I mean, six months is just... As, for it's the creative tight. process, it's not a lot, a lot of time. Yeah, and you'll see on the next album how much the time they really took to make a good album. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that being said, I actually really enjoyed this album. I love this album. This oh, is okay, one, okay. this is one of my workout albums. I throw this on when I'm at the gym and just let it go from top to bottom. So th- this this album too, one of my iterations of listening through their entire discography, I was like, oh, this is my favorite album. Yeah, and then absolutely. It, so I, I yeah. But I they, digress. <laughs> they do a great job, again, of tone setting here. Uh, so the album starts out with a spoken word track, The Dream, and it's a poem written by Brent Shinedown, read by a small girl child. Um, and so the, the poem is, Whisper in the yard and turn the trees all into toys. Lay there on the ground and turn the dirt into your joy. From what I see and what I know, it's all been boring lately, so I suggest we trade a question mark in for a maybe. Time your riddles right and make, make a point that has no sense. Make sure that you're smiling and the money's been well spent. Innocence and ignorance, it all goes hand in hand. I'm not sure that I'm right, but I hope you'll understand. I hope that you're still searching for the start that has no end, and all the plastic people have now become your friends. Before you start to drift and your soul begins to scream, I just want to tell you that you're listening to a dream. And then it just kind of trails off. Yeah, it's fucking chilling. Again, it's an awesome tone center for this album. And that picks right up into Heroes. Heroes is a banger on this fucking album. One of my favorite tracks off the album. Yeah, again, it's Brent Smith. They they get into it hard and heavy right off the jump, uh, and it's Brent Smith screaming into the mic, into the chorus. Uh, it's an awesome way to kick off this album after the dream. I love that song. Yeah, a song about heroes or role models that essentially, you know, they kind of sold out or yep, they, they yep. stopped being that positive influence yeah and uh like you said he just hits it hard in the chorus yep then this is something All i've heard my yeah screaming away i love yeah. this song uh but i love every song save me great song uh one of my favorite like top five favorite songs for shine down yeah i couldn't i couldn't fault you for that a um, song about a drug addict crying out for help like and i even noted i i wrote down some of the lyrics here i've got a candle and i've got a spoon i live in a hallway with nor no doors and no rooms and then the chorus, someone save me, if you will, and take away all these pills. Yeah, yeah. And so this is something that not only Brent, but uh, the other members of the band were kind of struggling with at the time. They were all, um, they had problems with drugs. And so this was kind of top of mind um, at the time as they're writing this album. So this is something you'll see throughout here. Um, save me, I dare you. Save me and I dare you are both kind of the, not singles, but the hits off this album. Um, both awesome songs. Uh, and I dare you's got a little bit more of a positive note. It's less Brent screaming into the mic as he is just kind of raising his voice through the chorus. Yeah, and it's 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 played to more upbeat music, and yeah. it's a song about seeing things from like a different perspective. Right, right. Uh, do better for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then they get into like four or five deep cuts here that I fucking love. Yep. Your ma- your majesty is a hard hitter. Doesn't miss there. Uh just fast paced guitar. Brent like kind of kinda griming it up a little bit. I don't know how else to put it. He he kind of gets into the I don't how do I put this like sonically like he just he deepens his voice a little bit and gets a little bit grittier on the sound and drags that out through the whole song. I love it. Uh, Beyond the Sun, kind of the same. Well, not the same thing. A little bit slower. Um, I don't know if you have any notes about the. Yeah. So th- this is one of my another one of my top shine down songs. It's a, a great ballad about going on a journey with someone and uh, communicating like without speaking. And s- some of the, the words are, are pretty cl- like some of the lyrics in this track are really cool. Like. Uh, look for me the way you would if you were blind. Yeah. That that was a, a really cool line, I thought. Yeah, and blindness is kind of a theme they'll, they'll track through this album, too, especially on the next track, which is Trade Yourself In. Um, the chorus for Trade Yourself In is Trade Yourself In for Diamond Eyes. Again, with the, like, that doesn't make any sense, but uh, the blindness theme here. Um, and <laughs> Trade Yourself In was really cool <laughs> for this one is, like, the way the, the track progresses, like, yeah they switched up so they switched up the sound a little bit on this album yeah yeah they made a market effort to get away from that new metal sound um and that's one of the reasons they don't really have a lot of um guitar solos throughout is they didn't want to just kind of sound like all the other bands were doing this um so they don't have a lot of guitar solos through most of their music really but yeah um they wanted to get away from the new metal sound and you'll hear here they get a little bit higher in pitch in some of the songs, um, more ballad e stuff. But they'll mix in ballad e stuff with hard hitting Brent screaming or or just crunchy thick guitar. Um, and trade yourself in is one of those songs. Yeah. So then it gets into Lady So Divine, which is one of the few songs that does have a really sick guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah, they do awesome work on this song. It's a little bit of a longer song. This, this I really, I really like this song. I, I think Brent was starting to shit here. Uh, he did awesome work on vocals on this song. Just kind of went through the whole range. Yeah, really cool song about you know getting saved by a woman. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, the guitar solo in this song, I, I was like, oh shit. Shed some light and begin again. I don't have a lot of notes here. Just nope. Hard good stuff. Um, atmosphere. Atmosphere is another deep track that I love off this album. Hard hitting again, um, really fast paced. That's it's worth a listen as you go through this album. Uh, not much else to say about that, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think every this is one of those albums where like every song on this album is is at a minimum it's it's good. Yeah, uh, close out with fake and someday fake is pretty good. Someday I could give or take, honestly. Yeah, I liked. Uh fake and then someday again they kind of close out the album with uh it's a, a softer track yeah yeah so not my favorite song of their their whole discography but someday's good enough um they do another bonus edition of this album where they do some acoustic stuff they also do simple man again but it's live <laughs> yeah yeah that they they really milk that for all they can get you'll see later on they do it again yeah and again. i was gonna say i think it's in almost every one of like the bonus <laughs> <editions of> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i said that's a concert banger um so let's see they do simple man stranger inside live uh the acoustic versions of save me i dare you and someday uh, a couple other mixes here. Nothing I love. They got some demos at the end. It's for the for the hardcore fans. Like check it out, but it's it's nothing crazy. Yeah. So with that, you want to 
dive into Sound of Madness. Yeah, let me talk about this really quick. Let me pull this yeah, up Yeah, so let, let me do uh, the, the preamble for this album. So, again, uh, the label told Shinedown they wanted another album in six, six months, months again. But yeah. this time, Brent Smith was like, no, fuck no, you. no, fuck you. I'm taking my time on this. So he took 18 months, and I, I think it, it was well worth the wait. Yeah, he took 18 months, and they made band changes. Yeah, that yeah, I had that noted as well. So they uh, they kind of they're having a little bit of infighting in the band. Um, let's see here. Eventually, he fires uh, Smith and Todd from the band, or not Smith, Stewart and Todd. Yeah, uh, Stewart was kind of just not loving the way the band was going in terms of musical sound. Uh, Todd, Todd had drug problems. Okay. Yeah. I had, I was going to say I had, that yeah. So t- well, yeah. Todd had drug problems and this is about the time that Brent Smith tries to start getting his shit together. Yes. Um, Cause he's also got drug problems. And, and so it's, it's, it's almost, it's evident in the album too, that this is a point of his life where he's kind of like, cha- like he's changing for the better. He's trying to be a better person. Um, not that drugs necessarily make you a worse person, but he's trying to do what he thinks is right to make himself a better person. Absolutely. Um, and so he lets Todd go. Uh, due to personal problems and the drug problems. Uh, they bring in the quintessential guitarist of Shinedown, Zach Myers. I fucking love Zach Myers. Um, and then they round it out with uh, Eric Bass. Eric Bass. Eric Bass on, on bass, I think. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, uh, so they round it out with Zach Myers and Eric Bass, and that pretty much is the band going forward. Um Zach Myers didn't do a lot of the guitar on the album. Uh, most of the guitar on the album was done by studio guitarists, but he did the touring for Sound of Madness and then did the, the albums following Sound of Madness. Cool. Um, so with that being said, I think that kind of sets the stage for Sound of Madness here, which is their first, not their first, but their biggest pop success here. Yeah, um, for sure. It opens up with Devour. Yeah, Devour is a cool track. Um, fun side note about Devour for those Madden fans out there, Devour was like the the first track you heard when you turned on Madden either 9 or 10. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the the one where they decided to go like a cartoony route with Madden. Um, I don't I don't think I played that one. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like it's not like a real life looking Madden. Like all the characters are kind of cartoonish, like their heads are bigger and shit. <laughs> and the track you hear when you turn the album or the turn the game on is Devour. Oh, nice. It's kind of fucking sick. Uh, but Devour's cool, again, setting the stage for the album. It's got this long lead-up of drums. It's just a dr- uh, high-paced drum intro. Um, and then the guitar kind of comes in, and it's probably a th- good 30, 40-second lead-up until they get into the song. And it's thick and heavy and re- and not metal, but fucking hits hard, man. Awesome chorus on that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Love this song. Gets gets. There's no nonsense going on when you hear that song, and that, sets the, again, sets this tone for this album. Yeah, so this album, for me, like the overarching theme here is, again, it's about trying to better yourself. He's recovering from addiction. Yep. Uh, he's having his first child. So, yep. you know, one of the songs that we'll get into kind of talks about that. And they're fucking angry on this album. He's really fucking angry. Um, yeah, and so Devourer, he's angry. Sound of Madness, he's fucking angry. Uh, I, You know what's funny? This is their most, or maybe it was second most streamed, song on spotify i didn't was this like a big commercial hit or i don't know if it was a big commercial hit but like it's obviously one of the big hits off the album like second chance was the commercial hit right 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 and call me and call me but oh <laughs> i'm sorry um yes second chance was the big hit but i would say sound of madness got a lot of radio play too 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Sound of Madness is a great song. Yeah, it's just a hard hitting, like really, really good hard rock song. Um, and they don't, they don't fucking mince words here. Yeah, in the chorus, I created the Sound of Madness, wrote the book on pain. Somehow, I'm still here to explain that the darkest hour never comes in the night. You can sleep with a gun, uh, if when. When are you gonna? Uh, when are you gonna, gonna wake, wake up, up and, and fight, fight for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, a song about standing up for yourself, no excuses, no bullshit. Yeah, don't fuck, don't give me fucking nonsense. And the chorus on this song, like, it hits hard. Yeah, it's, again, it's not Brent screaming, it's Brent raising his voice into the mic and going high, a little bit higher. Um, but he's got that gritty, like, fuck you sound through the, the verses, and then he gets into that little bit higher pitch. It's even, like, the guitar is turned way down on this song, just... Dun, 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 kind of like a thick fucked, fucked up guitar i love this song second chance is the the pop hit off this album wow um i remember this is this is the first song i've ever heard by shinedown i remember oh, okay this might, might it's i'm sure it's one of the first for me too yeah i remember driving around and, and hearing this with my dad and my, and my dad was kind of like oh shinedown oh, okay that's kind of cool and I heard this song over and over. I was like, wow, that's really fucking cool. Um, it's a little bit slower, um, but Brent pours every ounce of emotion he has into the mic into the song. Yeah. It, uh, go ahead. No, I don't got it. Oh, I was going to say this song is super raw and relatable. Like having to, you know, essentially say goodbye to someone to start start over and do better for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it's gut wrench not gut wrenching but wow it just takes every emotion out of you yeah and i mean for him he's talking about his parents but uh, yeah this, right right the lyrics could be applied to any, anyone there, there's a lot of and if you've seen the music video the music video kind of illustrates that too it's about the parents and whatnot but oh okay yeah good stuff here um back into the heavy stuff cry for help yeah that was a good one too this one is ripping on guitar again they they get right into it with like a little bit of a higher note um the guitars are turned up a little bit and they just rip away for the whole song. Brent does not stop screaming this whole song. I fucking love it. Yeah, and then from there it transitions into The Crow and the Butterfly, which is... My favorite ballad by Shinedown. Yes, it's it's a, a, a softer ballad. Uh, and I actually look, I looked this up. So Brent Smith explained on a, in a radio interview um, that while they were writing this album, he had a dream about a mother whose daughter died... Uh, Oh, let me redo this again. Yeah, so for this song, Brent Smith explained in a ra radio interview that while the band was writing the new album, he had a dream about a mother whose daughter died a month before her son Trevor was born. He then wrote the song about the mother dealing with the death of her child and trying to move on. Yeah, it's it's fucking te it's so terrible when you listen to the song the first time. You're like, holy shit, that's sad. But the again, the amount of emotion that's poured into the chorus here. And the slow, like, soft buildup. Like, you almost wouldn't know if it was a sad song in the buildup if you didn't know. And then the chorus rips you out. Um, it's just kind of got, it, like, almost an upbeat, like, intro. Yeah. Do, 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 you know, like. And, and I think the song, it, the lyrics could also be applicable to, like, a relationship as well. Like, with, with like, a, you know, someone you're intimate with. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the Shine Down stuff you could take a lot of different ways. And I think this is one of those songs, too. Yeah. And. Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. I was going to say a broader theme I noted this down is I think, and we'll discover this more as we progress with the podcast, but I think in an artist's like, first two to three to four albums is when you get like their rawest stuff. 
Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Obviously, when if stuff happens happens to you like throughout your life, like that's you can, when it's going to come more. out. Yeah. But like for someone where it's like, oh, I've had you know thirty years of this stuff happening to me, and now I can write about it, and it's like a form of therapy. So that's why I, typically I think, you know, albums one through four tend to be the best, like from a lyrical standpoint. I wonder if that has something to do with like, you don't really have uh, a whole lot else to like base your sound off of. Like, you're just going off your life experience in your first couple albums. Um, from there, you can kind of start toying around with your sound, toying around with your music. But when you're just starting, all you got is yourself. Yeah, especially, too, I think it's pre- uh, really prevalent, like, in rap. Like, uh, usually a rapper's, like, first or second album, like, they tell, like, their story. Yeah. Like, they're up, like, the, and I think the best example of this is, like, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. <laughs> yeah. His second album. It's one of the best albums of all time, and it's he's just telling his story of like growing up. Yeah, yeah, it's a really fucking cool album. I love the interludes there. Uh, don't want to do too much on Kendrick, Ken Kendrick here. But yeah, that, w- that was just a quick aside. I, like, in a, again, it just comes back to like this album being super introspective and absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another song that you could pop on at the gym, or you could pop into a movie and like really get the like if there was a bank robbing scene in a movie and you needed something to like like intro the bank robbing scene sin with a grin would or like like the joker like fucks around and finds out sin with a grin is another hard-hitting masher masher song um heavy guitar like fast-paced guitar the whole way through uh brent screaming on the vocals no doubter here yeah that's a good one um what a shame is I, i like the chorus on what a shame yeah yeah this is this is another one that really kind of like tears at your heartstrings a little bit um and it's it's sad from jump um talks about just like uh maybe you got the lyrics in front of you but yeah yeah um hold on a second here so lyrics on this one i mean Uh, it just starts off two packs of cigarettes a day the strongest whiskey kentucky can make that's a recipe to put a a vagabond on his hands and knees that's good yep uh that that's it really sets the tone like right off the jump how fucking like deep and and sad this is gonna be yeah it's almost i don't know i didn't look this the like where the lyrics stem from on this one but it sounds like a, a father or uh, a father figure yes yeah somebody really like down in the shit trying to get yeah. himself out but just i knew him more than most i saw a side of him he never showed right right another brent smith classic they're not classic but really really good um, just great writing yeah yes the writing is better than the music here yes 100 percent um cyanide sweet tooth suicide get back to the hard heavy bangers um not much else to say there yeah uh breaking inside is kind of a it's not a hit but a pretty popular song off this album um really evokes a lot of emotion for me um and then they did they did a remix of this song that i'll get to afterwards oh i didn't know that um but if you got anything on break inside go ahead no i was nope uh call me um another kind of softer ballady song um where it i think it contrasts really well with with brent's voice like some of the softer stuff yeah yeah and that's again he he really does his best work here yeah Um, and so my notes one on this song where you know it's a ballad about a relationship where the guy understands he essentially can't keep the girl happy anymore and he decides to move on which is yeah it's cool and then my note was for this album was lyrically. I think this is the best album, like from a lyric lyrical standpoint. And then I sound wise, I said, I think I like, like, I, I prefer the sound on some of the other albums more, but there's no denying the lyrical, you know, I think that's a great, album. that's a great way of putting it. I really like this album because of some of the, the deep cuts that are heavy. Sin with the grin, 
Cyanide Sweet Tooth, uh, Cry for Help. I love those songs, but those aren't the the pop hits. Um, if you're a lyrics junkie, this is the album to, to listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, this is everything for you here. And Brent Smith at his finest. The bonus tracks. There's there's some really good stuff here. So the first four al- or songs on the bonus edition here. The energy, the energy, Son of Sam, I Own You, and Junkies for Fame. All good heavy stuff. Yeah, I really like. Uh, junkies for fame out of those ones i love son of sam and the energy um but this is all really really good stuff for the shine down nerds out there or guy somebody who's just listening to this for the first first time even listen through the bonus tracks um there's some really really good shit in there that i'm shocked like they didn't just put on the album yeah so on the one i'm looking on diamond eyes was on this one too as a yeah bonus. yeah so i found that out later because they put it out in a couple different places but uh so after junkies for fame they do an acoustic version of second chance uh, a couple mixes um i don't know they did a mix of crow and the butterfly another bonus track called her name is alice Meh. then they do diamond eyes which is another pop hit not pop hit but big for them um i love the intro to this song love 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 uh it's just the guitar it's it's just the guitar but they they kind of get it like an echoey sound turn it turn up the pitch a little bit and like blast away i don't know how else to describe it It almost sounds like uh like laser guns are shooting um and then brent pops in with one of those chants where he just goes wow <laughs> and they get right into it uh a longer song uh, i'm pretty sure this is about like uh the effects of war on the world and stuff uh but it, it's it's so fucking cool yeah definitely a, a cool cool track like what it's it was kind of like new divide with lincoln park like w- probably the best track that didn't make an yeah an album. yeah this is kind of like one of their only uh and solo singles i almost respect it too because it like it doesn't necessarily flow with like yeah at least for this album it no doesn't nec- it doesn't flow with the rest of this album so it's kind of cool that they're like i mean i don't know maybe i don't know if they're like internally they're like oh yeah this song slaps but it doesn't really fit with the album so we're going to include it as like a bonus yeah i forget where the God, i'm trying to find it there's a they put out a two two song record. Um, oh, so that it might have been on it there. Might, it's like an EP. Let me pull it up. Yeah, they put out a Diamond Eyes EP, and all it's got on it is Diamond Eyes, and then the next song on the bonus, uh, the bonus version of Sound of Madness, is Breaking Inside, which is also on this two-song EP. Gotcha. And so Breaking Inside, this is a version of Breaking Inside with an artist named Lizzie Hale. From um, Hailstorm. From Hailstorm. Hailstorm's a fucking sick band. My favorite rock band with a woman lead singer she's fucking electric dude i've seen her in concert i saw her in concert for the first time last year uh another artist who can really like go through all sorts of range on the the vocals uh the rock is hard and heavy it's not it's not so much like shinedown um but lizzie hale is is an incredibly talented vocalist um i've heard her do country stuff i've heard her do rock stuff she she gets into all sorts she's kind of like an audiophile um i gotta i gotta check out some more of her stuff too yeah and so then so they bring her on to do a remix not a remix but they she did a couple uh she did one verse and some of the chorus stuff on breaking inside as like a remake of the song and i for some reason it just fits so well uh i love her on this song i love it equally as much as the original yeah it's a good 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 mix for sure um Anything more on Sound of Madness? No, I think that's it for Sound of Madness. So yeah, amazing album. Tough to this is a tough one to follow up, and I think it's evident as we go forward. Um, yeah, so Amaryllis comes out in 2012. Ooh, actually, one other thing. Uh, they did a they did a live album. 
Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, I mean, they've done a bunch of live albums. Sound of the Stratosphere? Somewhere in the Stratosphere. Somewhere in the Stratosphere. Somewhere in the Stratosphere is a live album. They do uh, live stuff from Washington State and from Kansas City. Um, again, Simple Man gets fucking milked for all its money here. Um, but if you like if you like some of the, like, if you like your artists to put out live albums, this is a fantastic live album. I've listened to it a few times. It's really good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Amaryllis. Yeah, so first first song on this album is Adrenaline. Uh, so the, the verses weren't my favorite, but the chorus and the guitar solo in this song are, are really good. Yeah, hard and heavy. Um, again, kind of sets a... I don't want to say this one sets a tone for the album because the album as a whole is up and down and generally... It's it's kind of... my One of my notes for this album was like the flow is really weird. Like it... I think when I when I listened to this album the first few times, that's what pissed me off the most. Is yeah, because there's a couple like hard hitting songs like uh, like Adrenaline, uh, uh, Bully, Enemies, and there's some really soft softer songs like Unity, uh, Miracle. I, I don't know, it just the flow is kind of all over the place. Yeah, and there's just some weird stuff on here too. Like I'm not all right is like a it's got like a horns intro. I don't know how else to describe that. Um, like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does sound like horns. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's just weird. Um, I, I, yeah, we'll just so adrenaline. It's a it's a good song, not a great opener for this album. Um, but I mean, it, it's basically just a get the people going song. I don't know how it fits here, but it's good enough. Bully is the the pop hit off this album, the single. So this album, they, they make a conscious decision to try to be more uplifting, um, be a little bit more, um, how do I put this, forward-facing. Like, like, instead of just talking about like the problems they're having, they're trying to deal with the problems they're having. Um, and so this, this song, Bully, is put out as a single uh, before the album comes out. The name implies what it's about. Um, they raise some money for bullying awareness and stuff like that. It's a good enough song. It's been overplayed. I, yeah, I, I really I like the song. Yeah, I've just heard it ten million times. I'm good. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Amaryllis is a lot slower. Yeah, it's definitely a softer song, but still still good. It's good, but it doesn't sound like Shine Down to me. I think that was after I went Adrenaline, awesome. Bully Amaryllis, I was like, what the fuck? The first few times. Yeah. So then. Unity too is is a good song. I I my, my note here was it almost has like a Christian rock vibe to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they get happy on this song. They're happy or on this album. And my note was I like it, but I can see how fans might not like it. Yeah, yeah. The song exactly. about uniting the world is one. It's like I said, it's got a almost a Christian rock vibe. It could also be about reconnecting an old relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. When I start listening to this album, usually I start at Enemies. I just skip the first four tracks. Oh, I yeah, I I really like enemies. I love enemies. That's a good one. If you started there and cut the first four and just went from from enemies through through the ghost, I would be happy with that album. <laughs> um, I like this album. It's just yeah. Uh, enemies is a really good song though. This is classic Shinedown uh, hit. It's a high tempo, uh, heavy shit again. Brent yelling into the mic. Yeah, love my it. my note for this one was Creed Creed returns for a couple lines. On this one. <laughs> yes. Yes, he definitely does get a little bellowy here, uh, but good song, not nonetheless. Like we like we just mentioned, I'm not all right. Weird fucking track. Um, yeah, they got that horny intro. Horny intro. Um, I don't know, meh. Nowhere, kids. 
little bit heavier. Um, they do the chanting again with nowhere. Um, I really like this song. Uh, good, good deep cut off this album. Yeah, I just had my only note on that was catchy hook. Um, yeah, miracle. I like the progression of that song. Say it once, tell me twice. Are you certain I'm all right? Show yeah. me faith, like you do. I'm amazed at how you how you do like just the way that uh, he kind of like phrases it. I yeah. really like that. Yeah, no doubt there. Love it. Um, I'll follow you is another hit off this album. I'll follow you is kind of a weird shine down song. It's got a piano intro. Yep. Um, and it's kind of just real. Well, again, like they have slow songs, but having the piano intro and piano kind of playing through most of the song a little weird but brent slowly picks it up into the chorus where he's bellowing into the mic again um again super emotional great ballad great ballad one of the better ballads one of the best ballads they've done um and a pop hit love it yeah the last few other songs in this album you could take or leave i personally like all three of these songs um but i could see where somebody might not i had um yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think this this album might be one of the more forgettable ones. Yeah, yeah. And then the only other note I had, uh, through the ghost, catchy Christmas bells like at the beginning of the song. Yeah, little weird. That's another one that gets me a little emotional sometimes listening to it. Um, but certainly not for everybody, and certainly a, an odd shine down song. Yeah. Um, that's really all I got for this album. Not in love with it. Yeah, I'm I'm good on moving to uh, Threat to Survival. All right, let's do that. Circa 2015. Right, so Amaryllis 2012. Three years later, Threat to Survival comes out. The album right here. Let's pull that up. Um, this is a lot of just hard hitting jams here. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, mainstream songs on this one. Yeah, they definitely went for a popular. Ma- maybe not a lot, but a decent amount. Yeah, yeah, they went for a popular, more like not like. Su- this is just middle of the road rock. Yeah, this is the like when I listened to this album, I was like, oh, like, like these are uh, s- like of the six songs I'd saved before li- doing Some the deep of these. dive. I was like, oh, like cut the cord, state of my head, uh, dangerous. I was like, oh, like I, these are all I recognize all these from like the radio and like my workout playlist. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, high tempo, st- high tempo stuff on here. Um, not super heavy, not super light. Like, I don't. Are there any ballads here? Um, Misfits. Uh. Uh, how, how did how you, did you, how how did did you love, love is a good ballad yeah but for the most part it's just kind of like fast-paced rock um, how did you, how did you love is one of those ballads where it's like it's about facing like your own mortality and like how are you living your life on a day-to-day basis where it's a good song but some like some if it just comes on shuffling you're like yeah it's what am skip. i doing with my life it's a skip and they they do a bunch of remixes of this song in like an ep and it's really fucking weird they do like a piano version they do all, all like stripped down versions i don't love it um but this might also that might be one of those songs i heard a million times too and i was just like jesus fucking christ yeah i still see i still like that one it's all right um so it starts with asking for it again gets off to a hard uh hard start um good song here nothing crazy Cut the Cord has a little bit of a different sound. I don't love this song, but I do love that they tried something different. Um, and this is, again, Brent chanting into the mic. They got, uh, like, a chorus in the background doing, like, some just background vocal stuff. Dude, th- I love this. This song is catchy as hell. It starts with Brent yelling, cut, and then yeah. it goes, I'm a savage. Yeah. Automatic. Yeah, this is this is Brent doing good work here. Um, I I don't know. There's just something about this song I can't get my, or wrap my head around. Yeah, I mean, th- I, in this one, uh, so this is coming out in 2015. It, 
kind of like a, a literal metaphor for like sometimes like just cut the cord, like disconnect from like all the bullshit in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, this, a, one, this is one of my favorites. A a steep uh, point where like social media is really like yeah, taking off and, and affecting people. Yeah, uh, I think that's part of what this song is about. Uh, State of my head, good enough song. Kind of just a, a generic rock song in my opinion. It's another one that every I always listen to it when it comes on the workout playlist. I yeah, really, I really like this one. I like it. It's all right. Um, Outcast, eh? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this album. I'm just yeah for yeah. So this this one to me was uh, yeah. We'll get it in the rankings, but yeah, this one is not my favorite. Uh, how did you love? Like we mentioned, obviously that was this was actually this got some radio play too. Um, it's a good song. I, I probably shit on it a little bit too hard earlier. Uh, I lo- I love the chorus in this song. Um, Brent doing his best work on vocals again here. Um, it's hard to hate. It all adds up is a little bit too. That one's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little bit too like methodical. And it all adds up. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I yeah, don't th- I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really like that one. We're we're getting to one of my favorite songs, but it's towards the end here. Um, oh, let me guess. Hold on, let me open up the uh, set list here. Dangerous? No. Oh. Uh, Thick so thieves? No. Oh. Oblivion. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I I can't like I'm thinking about it right now, and I can't remember this song. So that's probably all all you need to know about this song. Yeah, I I really like Dangerous. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Dangerous is pretty fucking cool. Um. Hard hitting again, no doubter. I will never be voiceless. That, yeah, like that chorus. Woo. Yeah, yeah, good shit here. Thick as thieves, another good one. Um, not great. Good. Black Cadillac is fucking sick. I love this song. I've listened to it forever. This is my favorite song in this album. This is one of my favorite Shinedown songs. Uh, another one where they kind of lead you, not lead you in slow, but they lead you in at a mid tempo, and Brent. Really, really, really rises in the chorus. Um, when he gets right into the chorus, and he, again, he's not screaming, he's bellowing. I that shit. That's like one of my gym songs. Gets the fucking people going. Love this song. Yeah, I thought it was decent. Uh, not one of. I mean, it sounds like you like it more than I do, but still a good song. Yeah, and then Misfits is a slower uh, song again about uh, people just dealing with bullies and and you know people who don't are saying shit online, whatever. Yeah, good enough ballad whatever um overall it's a very meh album and three years after so this is this is when i started to have problems with this band uh this came three years after amaryllis and amaryllis the first few times i listened to it i was like what the fuck again it's hard to follow up second or sound of madness um but these two albums back to back i was just like jesus christ some good stuff but overall disappointing yeah more good than bad though more good than bad. As again, I, I like a lot of this stuff. Just disappointed. Yeah, like I, I probably saved three fourths of the album for both of those last two. Yeah, I probably do too. I'm probably being a little harsh. Yeah. Um. So, attention, attention. 2018. This is the all caps album. We briefly talked about <laughs> yes. this last week. Aside from one, aside from one, and I don't know why it's uh, lowercase. Oh, which S- one's lowercase? Special. Oh, okay. I, I think I know why, but we'll get into that. Right. So, well, actually, so this is, uh, this is like their first like concept album. Yeah, a so, lot of interesting things going on. Yeah, there. this album is about overcoming, you know, negativity and, and personal problems to be kind of reborn as a new person. And if you look at like the track list, I think that's kind of why like Evolve 
and get up is like the transition of like yeah, 100%. out with the old in with the new from from devil until through creatures this album is all about like what's dragging you down in life and yeah. why you can't like pick yourself up um it gets to evolve and get up and it's like even special evolve get up and special the the theme is basically like you can do this get yourself up you're not the only one dealing with shit yeah um but to uh it's up more upbeat music yes well Le- again less evolved from 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 get up to the end it's a little bit more upbeat yeah from devil through creatures it's fucking thick and heavy D- and uh so the entrance is like the the start of the album but devil is the first like song yeah devil is hard hitting holy fuck one of one of my favorite tracks so the entrance is a weird track and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless you watch the music video for devil because the entrance and devil are the music video for devil oh okay i didn't know that um so you basically like they set it up. Um, there's just kind of a nondescript person walking around, and they take a black wooden chair and just put it in the center of like a like a nondescript concrete room, um, and that's the sound you hear in entrance when they're just setting down the chair and walking around a little bit. And then the music video continues into Devil, and Devil is a motherfucking banger. Holy cow, they hit that hard. The 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 lead up the so the first bit the. And then they pick it up a bit with the drums to get into the the lyrics. Brent screaming the whole time. Wow, this is a hit. When I heard this album, well, like I so Devil was one of the singles off this album. It's the first single off this album. When I heard that for the first time, my my ears perked up. I I was so fucking excited for this album, uh, and I still love that song. It's one of their best songs. Agreed. Um, that transitions into Black Soul, which is a completely different sound, but. I love that one a lot too. Um, God, I'm forgetting the name is. Hold on. Yeah. So so that sounds like a Lincoln Park intro. <laughs> yeah, Black Soul's got a little bit of a. They they do a lot of weird stuff on this album. They change yeah. up the sound a little bit. They try different instruments. Um, and Black Soul is one of those songs where they enter with like a like a keyboard intro, uh, like a like a mixed keyboard. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Yeah, but again, song about uh, like what's dragging you down, uh, what's keeping you in the shit. Uh, hard hitting song. I like the song. Yeah, and then attention, attention, which is kind of corny, but it also yeah. kind of works. Yeah, it fits I, the album, but I, I don't know how. Like, I like the song, but I'm also like when I listen to it, I'm like, God damn, this is kind of corny. Yeah, another chanter. Um, they're trying things. They're trying things. I don't know how else to put that, <laughs> but. Yeah, attention, attention's on the album. It's fine. Yeah. Kill Your Conscience uh, gets right back into it. I think Brent on the chorus here is sick, uh, screaming into the the mic again. Um, Really hard hitting for me. I don't know why. It just hits. Uh, I like this song a lot. Yeah, and then it gets into Pyro, which the first time I heard this song, like the chorus, I was like, what? Like, what? These lyrics are whack. Because it was like, what? Your mama is a something and your daddy's a Pyro. Your mom was a burnout and your daddy was ah, a pyro. That's what it was. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, what? Like, how? <laughs> this is not relatable at all. No, it's weird as fuck. But the more I thought about it, it's like, it's not so much about the, it, it's more metaphor for like, whatever like parent or relationship problems you're having that are dragging you down, you can't like, you can't let that shit drag you down. If you, if you got a girlfriend who's a drug addict that's dragging you down, you got a parent who's a burnout that's dragging you mm. down. That's kind of the whole bit about this song. 
Okay, that that makes sense. And the more I listen to this song, like I like the music of it. I do too. It was just the first time I heard the chorus. I was like, ah. It took me a while. This whole album, it took me a few listens to kind of really get into it. Yeah, so this album, like of the, you know, three, four times I listened to it, like the first time or two, I'm like, oh, that's all right. And then like each time I listened to it, I was like, okay, I, I, I like, I'm picking up more. Like yeah. I kind of enjoy it more. I, I do that with pretty much every album except or after Sound of Madness. It takes me a few listens to get more and more into each album. Yeah, and then after Pyro, it gets into Monsters, which is one of my favorite songs off the album. Yeah, I think this is one of the other singles off this album. Really nice work here. Um, not super heavy, but uh, again, kind of emotional. Um, good Every, shit from Brent here. Everyone, like, uh, obviously Brent dealing with substance abuse or whatever, but yeah, yeah. everyone has monsters and or demons, and yeah, they're hard to fight off. Yep. Um, the next two tracks, Dark Side and Creatures, I really like both of those tracks. Creatures, one of my favorite, like, uh, deep cuts from Shine Down. Um, yeah, that one, I don't know, it was all right. Yeah, it's weird. It's not, wasn't one of my, it's not super heavy. Um, it's kind of, it's Brent again, uh, wailing a little bit. It's really, for what I didn't like about it, it was like too repetitive. Yeah. He, He says, like, we're creatures of habits, like, 30 times. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one knock you could put on Shine Down sometimes. They do get, somewhat repetitive but um just in terms of in terms of sound for some reason i like it Uh, i get drawn to it and this is kind of the end of the first part of the album uh where everybody's dealing with their shit evolve evolves like the transition evolves the transition it's still a hard like a hard-hitting song it's sonically it sounds the same um but lyrically it gets you in the in the position to like all right time to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get shit going and then get up is like the essence of that Yes, Get Up is more of a poppy, upbeat song, uh, a little bit slower. Brent softly singing into the mic sometimes until the chorus, and he's uh, a little bit more high energy. But this is uh, this was another radio hit here. Uh, I, I enjoy this one. Yeah, Get Up. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I really like the next track. Special? Yes. Um, so Special is the only song in this album that isn't capitalized. And... The, the the message of this song is basically like, listen, everybody's got shit they're going through, and we just as described all the shit we're going through in the first eight tracks of this album, nine tracks of this album. Everybody's going through shit. Get your shit, get your shit together, and get your get yourself out of your your hole, whatever that is. <laughs> so I I get that. I don't like this song. I don't like like in the chorus when it's like you're not special. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds weird. I don't want to hear that when i'm dry like you're not special like okay i know that i don't need to hear it <laughs> yeah the way he puts it is weird he makes it sound like like fuck you stop being a pussy yes yes so when i don't know for me i i get i get its place in the album and the message but i don't i'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to this one no absolutely it's a little bit weird as a one-off but in, in uh, kind of taking into context the whole scope of the album this song is fucking sick um, and it does a little bit. It, it adds in a little bit of a like a echo of get up towards the end too. And I think I yeah, love they, that as well. They do that for me. I wish they would have cut this album after get up. I'm not a big fan of special the human radio or brilliant. Yeah, so the human radio is one of the other songs they put out before the album came out. Uh, I remember talking to a buddy about this song, being like, "Oh, devil's sick. I don't know about this other one." <laughs> um, it's a, it's all right, whatever. Yeah. And then brilliant in, in again in context of the album, I love brilliant. Um, not my favorite song, but when this is an album, you kind of, there's only a couple songs you can take out of this album and be like, yeah, this is sick. Yeah. De- Devil monsters. Uh, yeah. Get up. 
maybe evolve or um, attention, Kill- attention. Yeah, yeah. Pick your pick your favorite three or four songs, but a lot of this stuff has to be kind of when you look at it in the context of the whole album. Um, I think Brilliant's a really good song, but it's not a great song by itself. Agreed. Um, one thing I don't know if it's cool or not, but like being a Shine Down nerd, I thought it was cool. They did a movie for this album. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> movie may not necessarily be the right word for it, but um, basically, they put together like a little bit of over an hour long film um, that kind of tracks. It's basically a collection of music videos for each song, and then a little bit of acting in between each music video to to trace, you know. And Brent Smith narrates kind of between songs sometimes too, um, and really tells the story of the album. Um, and so that's where, like, at the end of Brilliant, you also hear a little bit of, like, chair rattling. And so when you watch the, the music video for Brilliant, or I guess the end of the movie, you can see somebody going back into that concrete room where the chair was and taking the chair away. Mm, that's cool. Um, each song kind of gets a different s- set of actors. So there's, there's you know, each music video is a little bit different. Um, but they all track the different uh, themes of each song. And then towards the end, all of the different actors for each song kind of come together. And I think it was on maybe Get Up or the Human Radio where you start to see all the actors starting to come together and, like, I don't know, just you know, good feelings type shit. Gotcha. There's also a lot of hot chicks on this movie. So if you're interested in that, uh, <laughs> 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 worth, a, worth a watch. But Shout out to all our 12-year-old listeners. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you want to see some boobs. Uh, <laughs> but, no, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's pretty nerdy, uh, really artsy, like really, really artsy. It's hard to follow, uh, but I thought it, I had fun watching it. Yeah. So, so that's all I got here. Yeah, so most recent album here, uh, the last album to date. You don't like this album. I do not. Planet Zero 2022. This is another concept album. More on social media, cancel culture. So this is a lot about COVID too. COVID, yeah. Yeah, uh, they don't they don't expressly like talk about COVID at all here. But you, if you li- lyrically, you can pick up on it though. Yeah, a lot of the messaging here is like the media is saying all this bullshit. Uh, the government's trying to like get you to do stuff based on limited information they have or or political like leanings, agendas type deal. Yeah. Don't listen to any of their bullshit. Do what you think makes or do what you think is right. As we go through this situation, this was my least favorite album. I get some of the messaging, yeah, of course, with the go, but I don't want to listen to that when I'm listening to the music. I just want, you know, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to be sold like political ideas or like, but I don't know if this is so much political. I guess it is, but it's not so much because like they don't really pick a lane here. They their their message is like do what you think is right. Right. I guess. Um. I don't know. When going through this album, I just even the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this feels like it's like COVID charge, and I just. Yeah, it's not it's not for me. Yeah, it feels political. Um, but I, I also follow all these guys on Twitter. And so I see them talk about some of this stuff. And I don't think it's political. I think it's more just like think for yourself and do what you think is right. And like, don't put your don't put your ideas on anybody else. Let everybody just kind of live their life. Don't Which I agree with. I just I don't know. I, for me, I just I wasn't feeling this album like it. And, and I think. There, there's seven interludes on this album. It's some a 20, are good, 20 some track are not. album, and there's seven interludes. I, that always pisses me off. Really? Yeah, we talked about it with uh, A Thousand Suns last week for Lincoln Park. Yeah, I, yeah. But again, another concept album. I get that the interludes help track the album, convey like you know the the, the point message. of the album. But yeah. 
I don't uh, know. So it starts off with uh, 2184, which is an interlude, basically. Uh, it's got this really like weird synthy sound. Um, do they get the the narrator on 2184, or is it just the sound? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's just the sound. Yeah, it's just like a, a real synthy, like kind of uh, almost like a EDM intro, but it's not really like musical. Um, it's kind of weird, but it, it sets the track for like you're in the future. It's very futuristic. Uh, 2184 right that leads into no sleep tonight which is a, a rip roaring hard song i really like this song i i did i did like this song yeah yeah when, when you start this album and it goes into no sleep tonight and then planet zero i was like oh shit okay i i like no sleep tonight i was planet zero to me was eh. i i love both of these songs um planet zero is again brent like chanting into the mic it's it's down here on planet like it's yeah. almost got like a like a military feel to it with the drums like the drums are right on pace where it's just bang bang like it's not it's not a typical rock drum beat um i really like both of those songs welcome is another um it's another spoken word track but so all the spoken word tracks on this album are narrated by like a synthetic woman is yeah. the best kind of futuristic synthetic woman it's almost like uh the incredible true story logic all the interludes on that are yeah. like the beginning of each song. It's like the Cortana or whatever. It's it's the yeah. Same thing. It sounds like Siri or something along those lines. Exactly. Um, and so it's basically just the the Siri voice saying, "Oh, welcome to Planet Zero. Enjoy your stay." Da 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 da. Setting the table. Um, Dysfunctional You is a slower song. Got some piano in there. Um, I think it's more emotional for these guys than it was for me. Not my favorite song. Man. Yeah, th- this one was decent. Um. Dead Don't Die, however, is a fucking banger. Yeah, this is my favorite song off the album. Uh, yes, I think it's my favorite song off this album too. I had a I had an argument with a buddy about that too, but <laughs> um, really hard hitting stuff. Brent screaming into the mic again, no doubter here. Love this song. Then they do a very cool, what I think is a very cool three three track run here. Standardized experiences. Um, let me pull up the lyrics here. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your stay. We're pro- we're ple- pr- we are here to provide you with standardized experiences. Please remember, planetary regulations require that you provide clean papers upon request. So basically, this is setting up like an authoritarian stay. Like again, I know you don't love the the story this album betrays, but in in my view, I love this three song set because it's it sets the table for. You're in this this dystopian uh, like autocratic world, and this is another table setter. That goes into America's Burning. America Burning is one of the more underrated tracks on this album. Um, it's a it's a song about the news telling you that the world's on fire and everything's going to shit. What it again? Not a not a left or right song. This is everything's going to shit. Everybody's telling you everything's going to shit. It's not really all going to shit. The song, not for me, but the guitar solo in the song is sick. Yes, yes. I, I, I great can, guitar I can work. Um, and so then they followed America Burning Up with Do Not Panic, another table setter. We go back to the synth, the Siri woman. She goes, please relax. Don't panic. The world's not on fire. What you have seen here is not reality. All is okay. During your time here, please do not seek truth or think critically. As this can be problematic, however, this will pass. It is just it is just a symptom of being programmed. Super eerie, super table setty. That three that three track 
run there get gets me chills a little bit. I don't know why. It just it feels it's it's fun for me. Um, but it's not for everybody, for sure. And then symptom of being human, kind of whiny, honestly. Yeah, I I I, I kind of like this song. This is all right. Not my favorite here. Uh, this is I told you there's a little bit of a dip through the middle of the album here, and this is where the dip starts. Yeah. Hope is not a good song. Yeah, kind of poppy. Kind of poppy. I, I, I my notes uh, said it kind of poppy, kind of cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe maybe my least favorite Shine Down song of all time. <laughs> um, a more utopian future is again another spoken work track. Um, they're talking about hope again. Um, but they're saying hope is great, but we have we have the hope you're looking for. This this authoritarian future um, is giving you that hope. So therefore, uh, abide by planetary regulations and listen to us so that we can provide the utopia you're looking for. Surely there's no problem with that. Um, Clues and Dramatic is another hard-hitting song in this album um, that I really, really like. That follows up a more utopian future. Um, same kind of message that's that's boasted throughout the whole album. Don't listen to everybody. Uh, do your own thing. Right. Hard hitter. Uh, it's, that's my kind of shine down right there. Sure is fun. It's all right. A little bit poppy again. Um, meh. Yeah. Daylight. Daylight is a fun track. I don't know. that. I, my note on Daylight was, it gives me huge, we recorded this during COVID and everything will be all right vibes. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth of the matter. I just like the, the sound itself. I like the sound here. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a little bit like, uh, like everything's great. Don't worry. Like, we're doing good. Well, it'll be okay. We're coming out the other side. I don't know. It's all right. Um, this is a warning, another spoken track. Oh, sorry. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay. This is a warning, another spoken track. Now now you've you've gotten yourself in trouble. This is a warning. Planetary regulations have noticed decline in your social and group adherence. Um, if there's not drastic and immediate improvement in your programming, we will be forced to turn you over for significant social judgment, which carries the possibility of loss of status, deletion, and even erasure. Um, this is talking about cancel culture. It's all about cancel culture. Yeah, I get it. Again, just not for me. Not. <laughs> I, I, I really like this album. Yeah. Um, Saints of Violence and Innuendo. This I told you beforehand. I thought there were some tracks that got carried over from previous demos. I think this is one of them. Oh right, yeah, I do remember you saying that. Yeah, I think this. I think this was a Amaryllis cut. Mm. Um, and it wouldn't shock me honestly. So, like we said, this album was put out last summer. Uh, it was put out in June of last year, 2022. Um, so obviously a lot of the stuff was recorded during the heat of COVID and. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to find out that some of these songs they had already previously recorded and found a way to plug them in for for the album. Um, another track that got released before the album was released, I wasn't thrilled. As a quick aside, if I were an artist, I would I would totally do that. They'd be like, "Oh, like we cut this song from the last album, but it's three albums later, and I think we could use it." I would I would one hundred percent do that. I think people do that all the time. I don't think that's uncommon. Oh, really? Dude, uh, when we, well, it'll be interesting when we do this more to see like if we can find any, <laughs> any, any examples of that. <laughs> yeah, catch them doing it. Yeah, <laughs> um, saying some violence and innuendo. It's a little bit heavier. It's meh, not their not their best work. Um, and I think that's kind of the the case throughout the end of the album here. Um, Army of the Underappreciated. Meh. Uh, delete is the last spoken word. Sorry, did you have something on? No, I was just gonna say even these song titles are just like. Yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of cheesy. Yeah. Uh delete is the last spoken word track. 
um, basically saying you cannot leave Planet Zero as you are. You are showing individual free will. Please comply. You have a dysfunction. Delete, delete, delete. But like as they're saying delete, dysfunction, dysfunction, delete, 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 delete. As they're saying that, you can hear the the voice kind of being like um, obscured a little bit. The like the kind of like the computer's breaking. Um, and by the end of it, like it basically just cuts out on the last word. Yeah. I don't think the last delete is completed. Um, which kind of sets the track like you you've escaped this this um, dystopian author- authoritarian world. I've almost escaped this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then it finishes with what you wanted. Uh, wholly forgettable. Yeah, this one's a skip for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I pick a few songs off this album that I really, really like, and sometimes I'll listen to it because I, I find the story, like, fun, but for the most part, there's some not-so-great shit here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, You want to get into the album rankings here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me pull this up. Likewise. All right. Let me know when you're ready. So I am ready, and uh, I just want to reiterate, every time I went through these rankings, I I changed my top three. I'm changing them right now. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going live with it. Oh, I like it. All right. Um, you go first. You go first. Okay, so in my previous album rankings, at one point I had Sound of Madness as number one. At one point I had Us and Them as number one. My final rankings... I had Planet Zero at seven. Should be no surprise, everyone. Uh, Threat to Survival at six. Amaryllis at five. Attention, Attention at four. Us and Them at three. Sound of Madness at two. And Leave a Whisper at one. Leave a Whisper is an interesting choice for your number one just because their sound has uh, evolved so much since since then, but I can't knock you for it. It's top to bottom really, really good shit. Yeah, for, for the reason it was my number one was is almost because... I enjoyed every single song on yeah. the album, yeah. whereas for Us and Them and Sound of Madness... Almost all, not all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I gotcha. Although I will say, so I think Sound of Madness has my favorite, like... Song? Yes, like, uh, there's, like, three songs on there that are in, like, my top five or six songs. Yeah, so absolutely. I, th- I think, well, Sound of Madness has the best lyrics and the best, like, standout songs. Yeah. Like, from start to finish, Leave, leave Whisper, just leave it on, like... There's no skips. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I think their first three albums really are no skips. Yeah, and I, I again, I think you could reorder them. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's their. We'll we'll talk about this as we go through the podcast. Almost almost every artist that we've identified for like potential uh, episodes here has a three 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 album, sometimes two or four stretch that is really 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 good. Yeah, I think for yeah for Shine Down for sure, their first three albums are their best. Yeah, yeah, no doubt there, because then they follow that up with Amaryllis and Threat to Survival, and it's just. Uh, well, not ugh, but, you know, disappointing from the f- Sound of Madness. Anyways, uh, my album rankings, going live with it. I'm putting Threat to Survival at 7. It's got a cool album cover. Um, that's about it. Not about it, uh, but in terms of the other music, I just not my favorite. Um, six, I'm going to put, oh, boy. I will put Amaryllis at six. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of slower stuff on there. Even some of the heavier stuff I'm not a big fan of. Uh, five, we're going Planet Zero. Planet Zero gets five because I think the the concept of the album is, uh, give or take the message, the concept is fun. I like the kind of synthy interludes, um, and I like a few of the songs. 
So that's going to five. Four is going to be... Four has got to be attention, attention. Um, again, kind of the same thing as Plan Zero. I just like the music a little bit better. Uh, then three, we're going to go Leave a Whisper. Two, Us and Them. One, Sound of Madness. Uh, Sound of Madness is... I love every song on that album. I love the bonus tracks. I love Diamond Eyes. I love the, the Breaking Inside with Lizzie Hale. I fucking love that album. And... I talked to you about this a few weeks ago where I don't have any tattoos, but if I were to get a tattoo, I would get just the, the, the birds on the album cover as my tattoo. Oh, that'd be cool. It's real simple, um, but I think it's fucking badass. Um, so, yeah, Sound of Madness, my top album. Us and Them, though, it, completely different sound than Sound of Madness for the most part, but really, really, really good shit on, on Us and Them, too. It was tough for me to, like choose between those two albums yeah it was really tough for me to like just the top three trying to decide which order to go to and then when we get into this songs list it was really tough for me to choose 30 songs and then order them before we do that let me do my uh my analogies here for album rankings oh yeah let's get into it what do we got this week right so i think leave a whisper sound of madness and us and them and attention attention and even Amaryllis, and maybe even Threat to Survival. Are oh, so all of them. <laughs> almost all of them. <laughs> are just pepperoni pizza. They're good. Like, they're, 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 they're good albums. Like, depending on what you're in the mood for from, like, a sound perspective. Like, some pepperoni pizza is better than others. But overall, they're all just good albums. I think, man, I, I'm doing this on the fly, too, so bear with me here. But if we're going to do the pizza analogy, so what What? What? what the fuck is Planet Zero? Is that like Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Planet Zero is pizza with mushrooms and anchovies. And pineapple. And barbecue sauce. And pineapple. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, pineapple. Or, yeah, you could throw pineapple on albums one through six, too. Fire. But no, shut for the, the analogies, up. you can't because pineapple, you either love it or hate it. And yeah, these yeah. albums are all just good. Pepper, that's why I chose pepperoni yeah, pizza. Yeah. Nobody is going to say, oh, I, I can't have pepperoni pizza. You just yeah, take absolutely. the pepperonis off if you don't want them. Whereas, if, like, any, if anybody ever said that to me, I got to get a look at them a little sideways. Yeah, whereas like pineapple, like it's like it's like a h- harsh division. Like You either love it or you hate it. Who the fuck wants cheese pizza, man? That shit sucks. Now, there Aside are, from like five-year-olds. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Um, I would say je- Sound of Madness is like Jets. It's a chain. Uh, it's really, it's a really, really good chain. Everybody knows it. Um, just no miss there. True, it does have the most radio hits, I think. Yeah, like the biggest radio hits. Leave a whisper is more like a a, a local pizza shop they really like, like maybe a. It's almost like a a hipster pizza. Yeah, maybe like a clover leaf or something. <laughs> um, let's see, us and them, us and them is like on the verge of a chain, maybe like a. Like a pizza popolis or or something. even like uh hungry howies isn't national right isn't it like more midwestern i think that uh, yeah i think it's like semi-national oh it, okay it might be like a hungry howies or pizza popolis or something along those lines like an uno <laughs> um real thick heavy shit uh amaryllis is thin crust it's this is cpk california pizza <laughs> kitchen real thin shit uh some good flavor in, in the middle you can put all sorts of different stuff on your cpk but Good enough. Attention, and attention has to be like something bold, like Chicago style pizza, or like yeah, or it's just like they load it up with toppings. Like I was gonna it, say it's bold. It's it's the supreme. Yeah. Uh, who makes a good supreme? I don't even know, <laughs> dude. I never ordered supreme, but it's not really like a, a like a good ch- uh, a good comparison might be like uh, 
Like who? What pizza place? Like a Buddy's maybe? No, but Buddy's is pretty good. Yeah, Buddy's is good. Maybe. Actually, you know what? Us and them is Buddy's. Us and them is Buddy's. Um, attention to I'm I'm running out of <laughs> comparisons here. Maybe maybe it's like Zabaro or something. Yeah. Attention, attention. Um, and then oh, we did we didn't do Threat Survival. Threat Survival is hard hitting. Threat Survival has got to be like Domino's. No, Planet Zero is like Domino's. Um, no, Planet What's worse? Planet Chuck E. Cheese. Planet Zero's <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese are like Little Caesars. <laughs> um, threat to Survival. I think, yeah, I think Little, Ce- Little Caesars is probably a good one for Threat to Survival. <laughs> uh, it's good in a pinch, but you don't you don't always go for it. <laughs> All right. I, I had that Threat to Survival at six. I can agree with that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> it's not as bad as Chuck E. Cheese, but it's not something I seek out regularly. Right. All right, cool. Uh, you want to do songs? You go first. I got 30. You probably got, what, 10? Yeah, I did 10, and I had to do some some pinching to get it from, like, 15 or 20 to 10. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and I, I did 11. So I had Sound of Madness at 11, okay. Beyond the Sun at 10, yep. Burning Bright at 9, Dangerous at 8, Call Me at 7. <laughs> I have Dangerous twice. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I do have 10. So I Honk. have Sound of Madness at 10, Beyond the Sun at 9, Burning Bright at 8, Dangerous at 7, Call Me at 6, Crow and the Butterfly at five. Yeah. Beyond the Sun at four. Forty five at three. Save me at two. And then second chance at one. Yeah, I'm not second chance is my number one song too. No, I it would be hard for me to argue. I, I don't love Dangerous, but there's so many, so many, so many good tracks that it would be hard for me to argue any of those songs. Yeah. Um all right, I'll go thirty to eleven here. Thirty to eleven. We got Devour. Lady So Divine. Evolve. Begin Again, The Human Radio, Burning Bright, America Burning, Adrenaline, Cry for Help, Trade Yourself In, Atmosphere, Beyond the Sun, Black Soul, Creatures. This is going to be a little controversial. My next song is Fly From the Inside. A little bit low on the ranking. I don't know. I I love that song. I love that song, too, but I love all the songs that come after it more. I think that's that's this is kind of like the breaking point for me where if I had started with Fly from the Inside at the bottom of the ranking, I could have started from there. Everything below Fly from the Inside, I like, not love. Everything from here up, I love. Next, What a Shame, then Diamond Eyes, The Crow and the Butterfly, No Sleep Tonight, and then Black Cadillac. That rounds out the 30 to 11. Top 10, I'll Follow You at 10, then Sin with a Grin. Better Version, Dead Don't Die, Your Majesty. Five is Save Me. And then we had a pretty similar finish here. I had 45 at four, Sound of Madness at three, Devil at two, and Second Chance at one. I like that. That's, that's a good list. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a good mix of heavy and, like, softer shit in here. Um, 45 is gut-wrenching. I, every time I think about that, like, I just think about the end where he's just wailing away into the mic. And it kind of just trails off, guys. Yeah, it's got to be top five. It's good, really, really good. Really for this, good for this exercise too, I or not exercise, but I took like the my top like twenty songs and I played them all back to back, and then I redid my list. And that's yeah, why I got top ten. That's a good idea because I was having trouble like going back and forth between these songs, and I was kind of just like handpicking between the albums and trying to figure it out. But that's not a bad idea of like narrowing in your top ten. Is just listen to them all once or twice and then go from there. Yeah, I just threw them all on and then I was like, okay, like this is good, but it's out of the top ten. I'm gonna try that for the next one. Yeah. Um, you want to uh, do the 
Concert set list? Yes, concert set list. So, reminder, we're doing one opener and three song encore here. I don't think there's any... W- I, I can't even see another song being the opener. I think this is a clear-cut opener. It's Diamond Eyes. Mm. Uh, it's got that that gun-firing opener. You can do like a like a soft intro to it, and then it bangs away and gets the crowd like ready to fucking fight. I think that's a clear-cut opener. Um, I'll, I, I'll go back to you on opener. What do you got here? So I, I had a couple of potential ones. I think Devil would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sound of Madness. So I think when I saw Shine Down in concert, I think that was their opener. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I can't. I can't argue it. I just think Diamond Eyes is the best. I I can't find an argument to not have Diamond <laughs> Eyes as the opener. Yeah, and then my other potential openers, I had uh, Cut the Cord and then Enemies. Yeah, I could see Cut the Cord, maybe not so much Enemies. Um, yeah, but again, my, my top yeah. two are Devil and Sound of Madness. Right, fair. Yeah. In the encore, however, and this is why I think this is why I can't see this as the opener for the concert because – Devil is my opener for the encore. Oh, see, see, we swapped. My ah, Diamond Eyes was the opener for my encore. Ah, 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 I got you. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about last week about having a song that you hear the first note and you immediately know the song, and immediately when the guitar gets going, you know this song. Um, I, I guess why you could see it for both. Um, that makes sense. Um, follow that up with Simple Man Acoustic. And then finish her out with Fly from the Inside. I think Fly from the Inside has a, a repeated section at the end that you could do a lot with. I think that's fun. I like that. So my encore, I had Diamond Eyes to open it. And then I had Call Me for like a like a big hit that they left out yep, as like yep. the second song. And then for the, to close it out, I had either 45 or Simple Man. I considered 45. <laughs> um, I just... It's kind of kind of heavy. It's heavy. And I was trying to think of like... Like a lot of the concerts I like have an upbeat finish. Uh, right 45 leaves you fucking empty at the end <laughs> it just kind of trails away but again that's another song you do a lot with at the end there's a lot going or there's a lot of space in there to, to ad lib um i just thought it leaves you on a little bit of a sad note whereas fly from the inside has got a little bit more upbeat yeah but 45 also leaves you when he, he hits the the deep part of the chorus and you're like wow what a concert i can't believe we just saw that yes yeah him screaming to to close the show and them just walking off stage could be fucking electric i could see that for sure all right cool uh what else we got going on here anything else for shine down yeah do you want to talk about the the acoustic stuff oh yes yes thank you for reminding me so kind of in the middle here let me let me pull up these albums um one second And then, as a reminder, while he's pulling that up, so next week we're going to do Nirvana, and then the following week we're going to do John Mayer. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, in 2013, uh, 2014, um, Brent Smith and Zach Myers are just kind of scrolling around on Twitter. They run the Shinedown account. Da, 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 da. They're starting to get requests for, like, other cover songs. Um, and... So Brent Smith and Zach Myers kind of trail off from Shinedown, and they do a couple of acoustic EPs that they release back-to-back um, that are solely covers of songs that were, were requested on Twitter. Um, and so there's there's two EPs. It's just called Acoustic Sessions, um, EP1, EP2. The first EP has a cover of London Calling by The Clash, yeah. Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding, 
Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, She Talks to Angels by the Black Crows, Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Um, I love all these covers. They're all, it, it's weird hearing some of these songs in acoustic. Like, Nothing Else Matters in acoustic is strange. Um, oh, shoot. I was looking at the wrong, the wrong album. Okay, yeah. There's some great songs on this one. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I think their cover of Blue on Black is awesome. And it's kind of like what I said about Simple Man, where when you strip it down and you take away some of the instruments and you just let Brent kind of like emote into the mic, he really like draws something out of the song. Yeah, so I actually they, they well they have more they have more stuff. Yeah, so I listened to Volume One and Volume Two from 2020. I didn't realize that there was a 2014. So, yes. Okay. So yeah. I, I miss out on those. No worries. No worries. It's good stuff. Go back and listen. Yeah. Uh, the second EP from here is just, again, it's Acoustic Sessions Part 2. This is only four tracks. It's Someone Like You by Adele. Weird. Uh, really fucking weird. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, Black by Pearl Jam. I really, really like Black by Pearl Jam cover. Um, and In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Banger. Banger. They do an awesome job with that. I don't know. <laughs> it's so fucking weird, but I love this. Uh yeah, I. it's not, like, their best work, but it's really fucking cool. If you like this band, you'll love this shit. Um, they didn't miss on any of those ten songs. They waited another six years to put out more stuff. Um, so then they get back to it. And I believe in between these two sets of EPs or albums, they toured a little bit even. Mm. Um, I remember... During COVID, they did, like, a drive-in show, I think, at Pine Knob. Um, but they've done a bunch of, like, they do a lot of smaller theaters uh, where it's just Brent Smith and Zach Myers kind of tour or just picking up, like, little, like, they did the the machine shop in Flint. Oh, cool. Um, so they'll go on tour occasionally. Tickets were fucking expensive, though. Um, so then in 2020, um, I think this came out, like, shortly after COVID started is Volume 1 and Volume 2 by Smith & Myers. Uh, this is a little bit different. They mixed in, so both of these uh, albums, or I guess the, the two-disc set, half the songs are original songs by Smith & Myers, and half the songs are covers. So uh, in Volume 1, they start with Not Mad Enough, which is an original song. Gets a little bit of radio play. And then every other song from there is either a cover or an original song. So Rockin' in the Free World is cover, Weight of All Original. On and on. Um, Valerie is a cover on this album. I don't know the original artist, but I kind of like the, the cover. Um, they did. They covered Post Malone's Better Now. Oh yeah, that's that's right. They covered Post Malone Better Now. That's it's fun. Uh, not my favorite. I I like Volume Two much better than I like Volume One. Yeah. Um, volume Two. The the original stuff's really good, and the covers are really good. Bad at Love is a fun, like, not a, I don't want to call it fun. Um, it's it's kind of peppy, um, but it's got this this weird, like, you're, you're struggling to, like, figure it out in terms of, like, relationships and whatnot. But it's kind of got, like, this upbeat vibe to it. Just a fun song. Um, then they cover Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Really, really weird, but it's good, I think. Uh, New School Shiver, another original I like. Sledgehammer, not sure who the cover is, but fine um get busy living get busy dying gbl gbd um meh rebel yell by billy or billy idol Billy idol yeah is awesome um 
they they really really take it slow in the beginning. So the original Rebel Yell is pretty fast paced and it doesn't kind of it doesn't slow down at all. It just gets going. Um, this this cover of Rebel Yell on acoustic is really really slow and they kind of pick it up as they go to the point where Brett's kind of screaming at the end. Uh, really fucking cool. Like you never like you never left original good. Uh, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Another fun cover. Really yeah, slow. I really like this one. Stripped away. Really like this cover. One more time. Gets a little bit chanty. It's got a like a, a slow kind of progression. Um, it's all right. Don't Look Back in Anger. This is uh, Zach Myers on vocals. Yeah. I, really, yeah, really cool. Different. And this is a cover of Oasis, which is one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really, really cool cover. Um, nothing else really to say about all this stuff. But it, if you're a Shinedown fan, check this stuff out. It's something to just toss into the, the playlist. It's really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, it's cool that they, they do the covers. Not a lot yeah. Of people do that. Yeah. And they and they let people like say like what they want to hear. And it's not all just like, oh, we're covering Linkin Park. We're covering yeah. rock artists. We're covering everybody. Yeah. It, you're not going to love it all, but some of it's pretty cool. Like I said, the Billie Eilish cover is kind of fun. It's weird, but it's fun. Yeah. During COVID, too, Machine Gun Kelly had a, a couple weeks where he did like people would send requests and he did like acoustic covers. He did the covers, too. And like some of them were really good, like just things you would never expect. And you're like, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah, when when artists are this talented, where they can take songs that aren't on guitar, aren't even in rock, and they can kind of make it work in their own sound, that's that's the show of a really really good like musicians. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so this is pretty fucking cool. Check it out, Smith and Myers. Yeah. Um, so this was a, a great episode. Uh, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I think that's it. Looking forward to doing Nirvana next week. I almost kind of. It's going to be hard to do Nirvana without talking about Foo Fighters, but we'll maybe get into Foo Fighters shortly thereafter because we're going to do John Mayer the following week. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, we could do this now if you want or later, but you should pick a, a group and then I'll pick a group and then yeah. we'll just alternate from there. Yeah, we can do that. So, okay, so uh, Nirvana next week, John Mayer, and then we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, and next week we'll have we'll, we'll provide like the next couple of weeks after. Yeah, 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 we'll get the people going. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool, thanks for listening. Awesome, thanks everybody. Looking forward to talking to more next week. Yep.